Like, yeah, if this is a three-hour record, I will be a little tired by the end of it, but I don't think I'm going to fall asleep. You are so. of, of course, all our shows are three-hour recordings that I edit down to <laughs> a, a concise two cut, hours. We used to cut and, you couldn't tell we cut and edit a lot. So. Yeah, we do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wrong one. Jesus, I'm out of practice for fuck's sake. Hell yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> that is the default road thing that comes on the um, road Podcaster Pro. There's Liam's sweet voice about to warm our hearts. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine Podcast with Griff and Tony. Ooh, Tony, you ever pour, you pour out your, your pills and uh, you're like, damn, I, I did not, I just rinsed this off with bathroom sink water because uh, <laughs> I got some fucking, ah, got floaties? some bubbles, got some, uh, some floaties in that one. That was a bad, that's that a was head bad decision. What's up, everyone? Oh, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> perfect um, head retention. What's up, everybody? Here for the Beer Engine podcast, I assume. It's Griff. Uh, it's Tony, of course, and I, uh, uh, Tony, so this week we're actually joined by a, a, a second funny talker, a man who's trying to acquire two different Midwestern accents. Uh, it's our friend W2s, a.k.a. Tyler, uh, from Discord. Hello, Tyler. Hello. Now, uh, it is me. I'm here. <laughs> what? Sounds like a non-regional Midwestern dialect. Actually. Oh, I'm so sorry. Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, thank you. We're, we're, it's all, it's all we well, that's what I was going to ask. What differentiates sort of two upper Midwestern accents? They all sound the same to me, unless you get into like Minnesota, and which is basically Canada. Well, Minnesota and Chicago. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I believe Tyler is living in Chicago, where that's the most, I would say, one of the more grating accents. If you have a yeah, they, going. Like the Chicago like yeah. they, it's a lot of the A. You really tell the difference in the A. Like in Minnesota, it's a lot of the O, with a little bit of an A. And then in Chicago, it's just like a gross, like, like they want to just eat the sound of A. Well, like it's a Italian beef that is too big. Turn on any, I think I've said this before, but if you turn on any Chicago sports radio station, you will be bathed, washed in the sounds. Of some of the rem- last remaining, it's like Latin. It's like a dying language, or I guess it's a dead language, or I don't know, Welsh. Right? Isn't Welsh Gaelic. a language that Gaelic? Yeah, was it was a falling off language. It's it's the la- the people hanging on to it all live in like I don't know. Tyler, this is probably still. I'm sure this is true. Worth or like Justice um, or uh, uh, Orland Park. They're like 58 year old men from Orland Park, and they <laughs> and they're uh, and they're on sports. Sports radio, or they're or they're thirty four year old men from Mokina. I don't know. Say, Could be that too. Or, I know. Twenty four year old men from Naperville. They're everywhere. Yeah, they're all over. They're all over the place. Which is so weird to me um, that you guys actually have accents because I come from a country which is fairly vast, kind of like America. But I cannot tell the difference between somebody who was born in Queensland to somebody who was born in Tasmania to somebody that was born here. Um, even WA can't tell. You can tell somebody's yeah. socioeconomic <laughs> class easier than you can what state they were born in because bogans have a distinct lingo um, and wow. there is an upper crust Australian that you can tell that they're, they're wankers. So, 
I mean, that's the case in England too, right? And they're like a posh accent and a fucking yeah, yeah. harsh and hardcore accent. Boston, I think, has that too. Boston, Boston is to me the worst accent in America. No, nobody worse, no, worse than Pittsburgh. Worse than the Yins? Oh, the Yins. Yins. <laughs> yins. Isn't it's Yins and the uh, oh, what's the other? Um, what's the oh shit? I can't remember the Baltimore thing. Is it Baltimore? Where? Uh, yeah, no. The yin, yeah, the yin's thing is 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 pretty rough. But I think the, um, I don't know. I was on a plane going to Boston. And I just heard on a Spirit Airlines plane. I know or Southwest <laughs> or some shit. And they were like, and all I heard was two eighty year old men saying tits like three hundred times to each other. I'm like, fucking day. I can't sit here and listen to this. It's killing me. Well, um, it's so Irish that Boston accent that it's become something else. Nobody in Boston's been to Ireland in five generations. Yet it's more. Look, sort of Irish than Irish mixed with like this harsh East Coast thing. It's fucking weird. The last one I'll say is the water, water thing, water ice. Mm. Philadelphia mm-hmm. water ice. Yeah. All right, Tyler. We always we always lead off with a bunch of garbage about like basketball or shitty politics, but you're one of the handful of people left under sixty who watches the sport of baseball. Hell yeah. Um, well, so that's I was not wondering true. if you had any. I watch baseball Sorry. via TikTok. I get everything I need to know about baseball through TikTok. Is it all John? Are you watching John Boy? You're just all sure John Boy, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> Lots of controversy <laughs> about the the resin on the hands and the the pitching clock and how the batters are manipulating that clock to draw mm-hmm. walks and yeah, it's great. Okay, uh, maybe I need to get into this. There's clocks now. I love that. Yeah, pitch, the pitch uh, clock so, was is is going to literally save Rob Manfred's legacy. That's such a good idea. It is a good idea because the games were uh, getting extremely out of hand, and aren't they like down third, like twenty percent in length or yeah. something? Like that? They're, I think the average is under three hours again. Yeah, because oh remember, it's been affecting beer sales. That's how we know that they've sped oh, up the game right. of baseball. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Bud Light is maybe Bud Light. Maybe it's not just them being woke. It's because they're not selling enough at uh, Wrigley. The games are taking too long. They don't have, this is going to date me. They don't have a, what, Steve Traxel, the guy who would <laughs> pitch like a five hour game every time he pitched. Because mm-hmm. he could not, he just waited three minutes between every pitch. Um, but Tyler, I wanted to ask if you had made any baseball bets that I could jump on because I need some help with. I want to bet on something because I'm bored. We're in the lull between the Stanley Cup final, which is very exciting, and the NBA finals, which start, I think, tomorrow. But uh, there's going to be all these games and days off, so I need something to throw my money at. Yeah, I mean, so with baseball, I get really dumb about gambling in the baseball season because it's just so long, and there's just so many games, and it's so unpredictable. So I find myself doing these really stupid five-team round-robin parlays where I'm betting 25 cents over 26 bets <laughs> and when it hits when it hits that once a week it feels great and then throughout the rest of the week i pretty much do one every day i've probably come out even since like opening day like if four of a uh, four or five games hit then i get like a dollar if all five games hit up, up 30 bucks and so i'm just kind of like literally like going down and spiking up then going down and spiking up so i don't know if you want to listen to me if, as far as baseball goes just because yeah it hasn't been the most profitable spring but it's more fun. We'll see. That's a more fun approach than our friend Brian's approach, which is uh, pretty much every morning he drives over to the Boulder station and puts twenty dollars on an under or something. 
and so he's, he's like just so he I'm can like, wow, feel that something so fun yeah, he's, he's like i might my, my i'm empty right now i need to bet on the under in the white Sox tigers um game that man i mean i hate betting it makes me feel gross it's just like the whole experience of the game and is not fun because you're just sitting there hoping nothing happens like when you hit the over, you hit the over and you're good to go. You can move on with the rest of your life. But when you hit, like betting the under, you just have to sit and grind out a full fucking football game, a full activity. hockey game. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> He's a contrarian. He's the ultimate contrarian. I think. I think he would admit that this is just a way of saying no. <laughs> no, this is not going to happen. I, am, I like I to am not letting that happen. I do the little like opposite of that. Sometimes I just like look at what all the over unders are, just find the lowest one and hit the over. Don't give a shit who's playing. Like it could be the two worst teams playing with their fifth pitcher rotation, or you know, actually that would probably lead it over. So like the two best teams with their aces, and it's like, nope, we're gonna go for the over anyways because it's five and a half or six and a half, seven and a half. So yeah, sure. That's my advice. <laughs> Bet the over on the smallest number every day. I, I guess do the opposite of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> bet the over on whatever. Who are the A's and the oh. uh, Tigers or something? Just every day, bet the, bet the money line against the A's. Every day, yeah, that would really, I mean, that'll, that'll pay for you. I mean, what are they yeah, ten and forty-five or something? I, I did that with Baltimore two years ago, and it worked out really well. But the A's ballpark thing right now is hilarious. So, are you excited they, to be an A's fan? I'm not. I will pass. I'm not. I barely even like notice the Cubs existing anymore, so I will not be adopting the A's. But um, that's a yes from Griff. He's excited. They 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 get one. They get one set of cheerleaders with the right um, like some some nice uniforms or something. I am 100 percent in. I'm dry. I'm speeding Uh, over there. I guess that's three dollars and fifty cents to get into the stadium because that's probably what it'll cost. Um, no, so the stadium, they, they, they put the stadium bill out on Saturday. Um, I believe it was Saturday. What was, what was the, uh, no, it would have been, it would have been Sunday or Monday. Whatever day was the, okay, le- was the, um, it along. The, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. They put the bill out on the last day of the Western conference final, the okay. last day that the, the Knights were playing. Play. Um, so, uh, the bill was up for debate during the Knights game. So essentially the Congress people are watching the Knights game on their phones and listening to these people talk about the crappy bill. And then occasionally somebody would speak up and be like, no, that numbers are, those numbers are wrong. No, these renderings show a nine acre. Um, you built this on a nine acre plot, but you actually only bought four acres. So these renderings are just totally made up. Uh, the numbers are all made up. So it, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure it'll squeeze through because... They want it to happen so bad, but it yeah. sounds like a big chunk of bullshit, and um, nobody can even pay attention long enough to get the bill. Uh, and and I'm not right now. The committee leader I'm on the committee that has to get it out of out of into the vote um, won't even let it out of committee. So that is pretty funny. I would love the chaos of the A's being like, "Well, we don't have anywhere to go now." Whoops. Yeah. You yeah. Know, that would just be fantastic to me. That would be um, great. Just. I don't know. Just fuck him. Yeah. Just terrible. The, the relocation of the sports team is always a mess. Rebuilding stadiums yep. is always a mess. Using public funding to build a stadium mm-hmm. is the stupidest, like, fucking scam. It's, a, it's such well, a grift. And it I, depends. It's a grift. See, in Australia, we have a different model where we don't have private ownership of teams. 
So that's a different beast altogether. Sure. Yet right. we have government case, funding of stadiums. Although the t- are you trying t- to tell me that the American sports system is broken and corrupt? <laughs> yeah, but no more more corrupt and broken than the European system. Actually, I would say the European oh, yeah. system yeah. is Actually, even might, more broken. We might be under that one. Yeah, we don't. The Saudis don't own that many yeah, of our teams the, yet, at least not the, directly. The uh, all right. So okay. So what is this, Tony? That you posted about Luke Longley? I, I just, it Luke was on Longley the front page of the Australian NBA site. Luke Longley appearing at Sydney and Melbourne NBA stores for launch of New Jersey collection. Oh, hell yeah. I he just, looks great, by the way. He looks like he's like lost weight. He looks good. Yeah. Like, his hair looks amazing. His hair is amazing. And um, of course, he's been involved with the Australian national basketball team for the past 20 odd years. Um, yeah. um, it's just so odd that that was on the front page of the Australian NBA site that he was launching a range like other than boomers like it. me who even knows who luke longley is i have yet man i mean you're not a boomer not quite <laughs> you're, you're gen x Tony. yeah no <laughs> okay. all right so let's I, I have one thing i wanted to do with tyler here since we got him um we don't get a lot of minnesotans on the show so i found this mm. uh, i did what i usually do uh when i'm trying to prepare for the show i type things into google and see if anything interesting happens and I found, uh, I, I thought we'd play a little game of Minnesota Word Association. Um, so I have a few Minnesotan-specific phrases that are in this article I found on some, something called thisbigwildworld.com. Don't, don't look it up, Tyler, because you don't want to spoil a game. Don't if you t- look it up. Don't look it up. Oh, I, I love cheating. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just have a few words I'm going to get out here, and Tyler can sit. Let's see if Tyler can describe what these are. In a couple words, or if he's totally oh, lost, on if, or if any of these even exist, because some of these, I think, might just be totally made up by some some lady. So here's the first one. Uh, first one I have here is Minnesota nice. Yeah. A Minnesota. What does being Minnesota nice mean? Oh, so the idea of Minnesota nice is that like everybody in Minnesota is just like real pleasant to strangers. And, you know, like if you go to Minnesota, you're, you're going to have a pleasant time. Everyone's everyone is literally literally everybody is nice. OK, what it actually means <laughs> is that everybody in Minnesota is passive aggressive as hell and they're <laughs> nice to your face and then we're incredibly quicky. So like if you move to Minnesota like for a job or whatever, your coworkers is going to be great until you're like, let's go do something like we don't do that here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, because it's very Scandinavian of you in general. It's the vibe I get about Canadians as well. Everybody talks about Canadians being nice, but as somebody who was part of the Commonwealth, I just see Canadians as being passive aggressive, and and they're essentially your cousins. I can see where that behaviour is is kind of shared. All right, how about the Minnesota goodbye? (laughs) Uh, Okay, Minnesota goodbye. Say I think the best way to explain a Minnesota goodbye is that it takes it it takes you forty five minutes to leave a house when you're wearing your shoes and your jacket. Oh no! I th- see this Literally is familiar like, to me. This is Midwestern, but maybe it's just yeah, longer from Minnesota. Just yeah. just you know you you put your shoes on, you put your coat on, and you're like no one just says like a goodbye and leaves. They have to have a conversation about something else at, at on the doorstep. At the and... door, sweat, you're sweating because it's eight <laughs> degrees outside and seventy four in their house. <laughs> Yep. Um, yeah. Literally, like I've I've been a part of Minnesota buys where like three separate conversations happened after we said we were leaving. You have to get a leaving beer. You just prepare for it. Yeah, you just grab right, like, you just grab one and start walking out the door. 
Um, worst case is you took you stole a beer. Um, okay, that one's familiar to me. I've seen that in in the Midwest mm-hmm. uh, in general. So how about a how about a tr- the tri wheel? Mm. That's that's not the thing. The, the meat raffle. Okay, so, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. This is part of the charitable uh, the group under charitable gambling at bars. And one thing is a tri wheel, and one is the meat raffle. Maybe you can at least describe the meat raffle. Oh man, I really wish I could. I have no idea what either of these two things are. Well, you don't know what a meat uh, raffle is. Well, oh, I can wow. explain no. what a meat raffle is. We have them in Australia. Essentially, in Wisconsin too. So maybe you've blocked out the part of Minnesota <laughs> that's connected to Wisconsin. I left Minnesota when I was twenty-five, so I didn't really get into this. That's true. That's true. This, this might be trolled. Look, if you've never won a meat raffle, you haven't been drinking right. So it's normally Thursday, Friday nights at a bar. They'll have the local butcher shop put together a tray of meat. You'll buy tickets. Obviously, you guys use a wheel, which is bizarre to me. We just use a raffle ticket book, and you just pull the ticket out of the hat, and whoever is one of the 20 people that gets their name pulled out comes home with a meat tray. If you really do it well, you can come home with three meat trays. It's great. You stock up for a couple of weeks. it's a raffle like every other raffle, but the price is meat. Okay. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. It, although there is this wheel, which makes me think that Minnesotans just want to play the big six when they're in Vegas. They love that big, big <laughs> six wheel. Great game. Highly recommend it. I know you know what this one is, Tyler. This one's great duck, duck, gray duck. Hell yeah, man. Uh, I'm going to get a gray duck tattooed on me someday. That's how, that's what we, that's, that's duck duckies. In one out of 50 states, we have a different name for it. It's duck, duck, gray duck. And I mean, it's the same game, but the whole point of, like, I, I guess the way that I always played it growing up and why I think it's better this way um, is because it like allows for the children to find some creativity with adjectives. You know, you, instead of just saying duck uh, for every person to say goose, you like find like gray duck and green duck. I said gray duck. Wow. That wouldn't be mixed, but like green duck and greasy duck and, 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 and shit like that. So you can kind of like, if if you're creative enough, you can fool people, or else you know just let a seven year old be silly. Like seven, um, yeah, that's not too old for that game. That's not too bad. Okay, uh, Tony, did you play Duck Duck Goose in well, Australia? Of course, but we didn't like turn it into a word association game or a like vocabulary duck, duck, game. Or anything like that, yeah. <laughs> duck Duck Goose, like it makes sense. It's another animal. Like Duck Duck uh, Chicken duck, would make more duck, sense than Duck Duck the... Gray. Whatever. Yeah. size spider Let, across from you, duck. <laughs> it's 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 our bubbler, right? Like it's the thing that bubbler, Minnesotans bubbler. do different than the rest of the union. And bubbler. I take pride in it. Now that I live in Chicago and have for too long. That's now when you play duck, here, duck, but. goose, which I believe is at least weekly, probably. I get to get my Monday night group. Yeah. Uh, all right, a couple more here. I want to go down to the food part. How about hot dish? Hot dish. Uh, hot dish can be whatever the fuck you want it to be, um, as long as it's hot and it's in a dish. Typically, you're going to find it with, like, ground beef and uh, maybe some, like, tater tots or, you know. Tater tots honestly, like, the they're part of the Minnesota hot dish to me. Cause I mean, like, we had it's some the only dish. one that has its own name. Right, like it's hot dish, which can be fucking at like everything, and then it's tater tot hot dish, which is a hot dish with tater tots in it. It is pretty good though. But literally, I went to this take restaurant. A, yeah, yeah. Just take a pan, just put whatever the hell you want in it, bake it, 
pull it out. It's a hot dish. It's whatever you want it to be. Pater Tot hot dish um, is amazing. And I went to this restaurant in Minneapolis called Hot Dish, which was like slightly elevated Midwestern staples. Mm. And their version of the Tater Tot hot dish was actually pretty fucking fire. But it closed. Yeah. So, That's too bad. Like hot dish in my house growing up. And this is this is more of a testament to the the lack of a flavor palette for both of my parents. But hot dish in my house was literally just ground beef, macaroni noodles and like a, a sauce. All right. I mean, sounds great. That, I mean, that's pretty much what my, most of my life was some kind of processed combo of foods dumped into a big pan. So I think until I was about 17. So, yeah. All right. Last one, Tyler. Uh, this one we all love. The Juicy Lucy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's just a burger with cheese inside of it. Oh, it's so good. Yep. It's, Do you have a favorite uh, place? Did they have it in other cities than just Minneapolis? Was it popular across the state or just Minneapolis? Yeah. Yeah, like my first job out of college when I was teaching, I was teaching in a very small town. Um, I had a local, I had three local establishments, and one of them, um, the one that popped up while I was living there, they 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 wanted to make sure there was a Juicy Lucy in the menu. So they're all over the state, not just in in Minneapolis, St. Paul. I've had them in other cities in the Midwest, like I've had one in Chicago, and it is definitively better in in Minnesota. They do. It's just like eating an Italian beef in Chicago to me, where. Yeah. They sort of get the they get the temp right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to be like you kind of need the cheese to be oozing out. You don't want it to be like, uh, well, first of all, like a hot pocket where it just like totally obliterates you. And you also don't want it to be like like a goopy like mozzarella like we're doing a long cheese pull. Yeah, you can't be doing that either. It's got to be a very specific texture. You definitely don't want it to explode into your face because that's hot cheese and that would hurt like shit. <laughs> Well, what are those called? Xiaolong, Xiaolong Bao or whatever, where they just, you just like, you just murder yourself on purpose. Uh, but I, all right. You know, I think you missed a couple yeah. in here, Griff. Um, but I'm confused okay, what do you about. Want? What do you want? There's only okay, two. A couple Caribou coffee. Oh, yeah. Caribou coffee. It used to have more of a reach in the Midwest. It's just a coffee. It's a coffee shop chain. Oh, so um, like a um, Minnesota a version of Tim, Tim Hortons. Gotcha. Yeah, like a Timmy Hortons, or if, if Starbucks is only in the state of Washington, or yeah, that kind of idea. Yep. Uh, what about Jello Salad though? This is the thing that intrigues me out of everything that was on the document. Say that again. Jello Jello Salad. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> is this uh, the Ambrosia Salad of Minnesota? Uh. If I don't know what an ambrosia salad is, let's find out. Uh, Probably ambrosia yes. salad is more like uh, mar- just marshmallows and pineapple and like and like whipped cream mixed together, sort of. Yeah, it's not ambrosia salad, but um, oh, it is can come in two ways. Like, pretty much, it's just like if you took Jello and then you threw in some vegetables and then like what. <laughs> Cream cheese on top? What? Oh, God. What is this fucking disaster? Or fruit. You can, like, I'm mean, like, as far as veggie, like, I'm thinking, like, grated carrots. Not, like, um, yes. not, like, okay. I don't know, but, like, there's usually fruit in them, or maybe you want to sprinkle, like, it with, like, mini marshmallows. It's really fucked up. <laughs> it's It's very much, like... A, uh, a product of like the 60s or something where everything 60s. was this really weird party type shit yeah, yeah. It's, 
Um, and then there's also and, like the and, layered Jello salad, which is uh, an abomination. Because then you're just making a Jello salad, but like it's a Big Mac, and in the middle is like cream cheese or cottage cheese. It's like a, um, it's like a trifle, but just with Jello. Uh, yeah, and, the, um, yeah. and grocery stores do sell this in the deli section. They did sell it even. even this is true even in Chicago. You could buy, you yep. could buy these Jello salad things. Really, really quite disturbing. Um, all right, thank you, Tyler. That was very fun. Uh, one, I, I thought another thing. Uh, that you are quite uh, skilled at that we could talk about is mewling my deep woods beer. And uh, so right now you're actually sitting on some, I know the VSO grave digger, which I'm very, very excited to be drinking. Um, can't wait, but I don't know if you saw some new ones dropped today. Hell yeah. We got new deep woods um, mm. coming out this summer, which uh, wouldn't you know it? I'm going to be there uh, to, these cannot wait so i thought i'd get your reaction to some of these and and see what see what you think about this, these ones that are coming out so let me it, it always is it's weird because you know deep woods revolutions deep Woods series is my favorite stouts that come out of the city of chicago and yet every year the summer release surprises me it's, i always forget always they're gonna do it i know but it's i always just forget they're gonna do it so I get that email. I'm like, oh hell yeah! <laughs> like I don't have to wait till November. This is great. They, put it, they of course will not put it on their. Uh, um, oh, I'm not. There it is. Okay, so here's our three releases. Tony, I'm interested in your reaction to these two to see what you think. Now you know we we trust Revolution, right? We they they typically come out. Very rarely do they come out with one of these that tastes bad. But even if we're questioning it, um, we we'll, we're going to roll with it. So. Top one, I think, is an easy winner, Tyler. You could probably be Cuvée de Grasse, yeah. um, which is a uh, essentially just a mega blend of various stouts and barley wines um, that were just in interesting barrels that were yeah. in their cellar. So you know this is going to taste good. Yeah, they, they, they've, done, they've been doing a Cuvée every summer for the past couple summers now, so it always, it's always good. It rocks. This one, I think we can count on that it's going to be pretty good. This one's called Dread and Breakfast, a breakfast blend ale with coffee aged in bourbon barrels. Uh, from beneath the swirling black depths of time emerges a two-year cuvee lo- laden with the rousing and ethereal specter of freshly roasted dark matter coffee uh, brought to unholy perfection via a blackened menagerie of extended age and double-barreled casks featuring French and American oak. Resulting blend conjures notes of cocoa, vanilla, maple, and subtle smoke. So this is really just A good way coffee. to start your day by the sounds of this it. This sounds like, yeah, essentially coffee. Uh, maybe, since it says Blendale, do we think this is stout and barley wine, Tyler? Or is it just a blend of different barrels of stout? Yeah, I'm curious because, like, you know, because like the flavor profile is going to be vanilla, maple, and smoke, so... I don't know if I'm. With, I don't know if we're gonna get stout plus barley wine, or if we're gonna get like stout plus maple. Yeah, when I see breakfast blend ale, I think there's maybe multiple styles of beer snuck in there. Kind mm-hmm. of curious, but I'm into it. Now this one's gonna be the. This one's gonna throw us everybody off, and this is gonna get people either angry or interested <laughs> or both. I am uh, so excited for this one. <laughs> Life jacket, and uh, without reading the awkward. Um, 
whatever they got here. This is a barley wine with mango, guava, passion fruit, and coconut aged in bourbon barrels. It's going to be so weird. <laughs> it's going to be so weird, but it's probably going to be good. Tony, what do you think of that? You, I like tropical fruit like anyone, but... <sighs> if it was anybody you're... else, I would have my serious doubts about this. But yeah, if, if this were a Mobcraft... If they're going to release this, I think this is going to be good. I think it could go as far as to shake your world like the um, the um, apple brandy um, from. Oh, I loved that the apple brandy. Oh, that's, right the, that's the thing, right? Is like is like they did the apple brandy, and they've done like they did that 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 blackberry currant and the raspberry oh, one. That was, was good too. The, the, the raspberry, raspberry one, like parents this year, was oh, good, good too. Um. <sighs> I loved. I you know what? I briefly. I I don't. I haven't been able to get back into it because. But this is just more of a strawberry thing with me. Is I never loved strawberry jacket. Yeah. Um. But I don't. Me and strawberry have like a situation. I don't know. Yeah. I I I, don't I, I, I would. Beer. I would say that that one is probably one that I. But I liked, liked the, the honey least. Jacket, I guess the from that entire beef. season. Strawberries just are bitter enough for a stout. So. That's yeah, true. I agree. Um, okay, so uh, for once, Tyler, you won't have to hold uh, half of your apartment's worth of um, uh, covered in my beer, you know, 50 square foot of beer uh, covering your house, so I'll actually just get it myself, and you know they're going to have a crazy bunch of shit that's going to be on draft there, too. It's gonna be oh, yeah. That website's also going to crash on Tuesday morning, but... <laughs> See, I hope not. These beers are questionable. See, Cuvée might let them set them off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be pissed off if I get booted just for that because nobody's going to care. I don't think they're going to get the heat on Life Jacket and and you know Breakfast Out. Yeah, yeah. I'm I I would be curious to see how available Life Jacket's going to be at like a Binnie's. Like our how much guava did they buy? You know, I don't know. But also, I mean, hey, we'll check it out. Yeah, have um, a good time. Good stuff. All right. The reason we brought you on here, I wanted to talk to you about your first trip to Copenhagen. This feels like it was forever ago, but it really wasn't. It we was. got back like two weeks ago. Um, uh, more than that. Three, three weeks ago. Okay. That sounds I right. thought we'd run down some of my highlights uh, and, and maybe get you uh, talking about uh, your trip in general. So if I recall, we, uh, you and I did not meet up until uh, the three of us, uh, met up at the Copenhagen airport. But my understanding of your experience was that this trip involved you essentially getting drunk or at least buzzed at both airports that you walked into that, that in that 10 hour period. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, it's not atypical <laughs> for somebody to get drunk, uh, no, I'm not on the, you at, the, at the airport that they're leaving from, especially because it was a 10, it was a 10 PM flight. I just need to make sure that I could sleep on the plane overnight. So I hit up, I hit up the bar and had, oh, uh, was it a 32-ounce anti-hero? Like the biggest pint glass-shaped glass I've ever drank out of. Um, and yeah, then I had... You just asked for like a, a pint of anti-hero and they handed you... I asked, he, I asked for an anti-hero and he said, big or small? And I said, I got time, so give me a big. And he gave me like literally, I think it was a 32-ounce glass. A big, big gulp. Um, of like I've seen that in mug form. 
right? Like you get those in mugs, but I've never seen it in a pint glass shape. It's, so it's just like, like a, a shake, big... giant shaker pint. Like you were like <laughs> yeah. you were gonna shake up the world's biggest martini. Yeah, it was literally the Dang. exact same shape as your typical pint glass, but it was huge. That's awesome. Okay. And then thinking start. about thinking about how that was gonna set me down a, a a path of having to go to the bathroom overnight, so I switched to uh, bourbon and I had two doubles and then a single before I got on the plane. So I got I got. I got a little toasted before I got on the plane. I passed out. I passed out before the plane left the ground, and I slept almost the entire night through. Um, a couple times I woke up to just drink some water and was back out. It's best sleep I've ever had on a plane. Not gonna lie, that was great. Yeah. But then That's I did amazing. the fr- I did a, I did something I've never done in my entire life, and I spent what like four hours at the bar of the airport I arrived at. Yeah, you were waiting for us. Um, now it is the best. Do you, would you think that now, unfortunately you might not agree now that it's probably the best bar in, um, in any airport because it doesn't serve any 32 ounces of IPA. They mostly serve their IPA in a normal size cup. No, nah, um, we can definitely, we can safely say that the Mickler bar in the airport is the best airport bar. Uh, the based off of the Creek I had. Yeah. They can't see on Creek on draft. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. <laughs> That's solid. Um, Tony, you ever get drunk in an airport? Yes, LAX of all places, um, sitting in a Gordon Beersh. First time (laughs) I ever came to America, and my connecting flight was delayed by nine and a half hours. So, well, what else are you going to do in LAX for nine and a half hours other than get drunk? I can't think of anything. There's nothing to do. Gordon Gordon Beersh check pills and a hamburger. I went with yeah. their IPA. Exactly. I didn't know what an IPA was at the time, so I just um, oh, wow, just randomly this is before sort of... before you got indoctrinated into the um, nightmare to your wallet that would be um, telling the you fancy beer world. Yeah, Jesus, it hurts. <laughs> All right, so why don't we talk about some of these beers we drank while we were over there? Um, speaking of Minnesota, the first place I, one of the first things we did was go to a forager tap takeover. Um, and that shit rocked. I'm not sure if I even have a favorite of, of those, Tyler. I can't think of any of the names of the beers other than they were all named like Millers. Every, yeah, every beer was thing. named some variant of Millers or Millers or African Millers or whatever. It was like all different. There'd be all these different ones that were different combinations of different vanillas and we're, and we're idiots. So like, Oh, this one has Tongan vanilla in it. Oh, and this one has Madagascar and vanilla. in it. And I'm like, Oh wow, that's cool. Tastes like <laughs> vanilla to me. <laughs> yeah, tastes like bur- bourbon barrel and vanilla. You know, it, whatever. I didn't know what the hell was going on, so that was pretty good. Do you have any other favorite things? Any favorite events? Any favorite uh, beers you got down? Uh, anything that really stood out to you? I mean, the whole like whole week. You know, just trying to remember. To picking out like any beers that I had, it was just like so many. Yeah. It was yeah. an incredible, an absolute incredible, like overload of 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 the of the palate. Every beer was amazing. Every, everything was great. And now I sit and think of like, what did I even drink? And it was like, I don't remember. But it was all very good. One memory I have, I think this was good that we had a third person here for this. Is we had never done this before. Where we would go to the, there's an outdoor market there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it has all these um, food stalls and uh, farmer's market and all this and picnic tables. And there's a bottle shop in there that was doing like bottle releases uh, every day of the week for, for the, um, for the festival. And they had a Fremont release. And I remember this beer it was called like Matt's something from Fremont like this. There's a three Matt's. That's what it was. It was like a Firestone Walker, Fremont, some other brewery collab because Brindleton was involved. And they had all these, it was like three stout, uh, stouts blended together, bourbon barrel aged. And we just bought it and sat in the, because you can drink wherever. We just bought, bought those, a few Pilsners, and sat in the picnic tables and cracked all these delicious halfway crooks lagers and drank at a 16-ounce bottle of stout between the three of us. And that was, mm-hmm. that was delicious. That was one of my favorite, that was one of my highlights. That was fantastic. I enjoyed that so much. I'll say I'm trying to remember what bar, which one it was, where we had we we rotated those three stouts. Where I had like that super peanut stout. Was, you had like the regular stout, and then uh, and then and then and then um, Kelly had the uh, the chai stout. Was it chai? I think that was the forager thing. I think that might have been at the forager event or something else at that. At that bar, or maybe it was at Friends. You might be. It might be at Friends too, because they. Like I think it was Friends event. I think it was Friends. Yeah. We were just spinning beers around Tony. We just Then you then you poured then you poured a little bit of of hers into yours. Oh, we started doing a little blend. Yeah, we got got to work a cuvee. <laughs> Tony's gonna. You know what? Uh, we're, you got to do a little cuvee sometimes. Sometimes you're the blender. You know, you, who needs. <laughs> Who needs Matt Brindledson's ass to be blending beer? I'm right here, and I've got the beer in my hand. This is That's be what I should have been doing at the side uh, project, Tap Takeover at Carlin. Oh I should God. have been doing my own yeah, blending. Yeah. What do those yeah, fuckers know? There was a guy, yeah, idiot, Corey King, moron. Um, the uh, One of my favorite things that, uh, there's a guy here in Vegas who would have a bunch of Death by Coconut, the um, Oscar Blues beer. I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> with that beer, Tyler. There's an Oscar Blues, like 8% stout or 7% stout, like milk stout that you could buy. It's just very coconut tasting. So whenever he'd have like a stout or something that he just couldn't vibe with, he'd just, he'd just pour half of one into the stint, half of a death bike coconut into it and be like, fine, this is not bad, actually. He just, he just back blend it. It was perfect. Very funny. Sometimes you got to do what um, you got to do. All right, so let's uh, beer. That's the boring part. What about the? What, what are your thoughts on the Wake Up Copenhagen? The, maybe the smallest rooms. Um, I, it's certainly the smallest hotel room I've ever been in. But uh, I think I guess for a single, it's probably fine. Um, but what, what was your standout experience there? Were you crashing into anything? Did you kick anything? Break your shin? Did you hurt yourself in the shower? Anything like that? No. Uh, the Wake Up Copenhagen is perfect for a single person. I don't know how I would do with a second person in the room, but that tiny little hotel room <laughs> yeah, is absolutely me. perfect for what I need from a hotel room, which is a bed that's long enough for my six-foot frame and a shower that's long enough for my lanky arms, which the shower is – my shower tube could not – it would not have been able to be smaller, I guess is like the best way to put it. Like It worked. It was functional, but I could have used a little bit more space. Other than that, like – you know, you just, that's all I needed it for. Tony, the showers look like, if you remember the Simpsons where they, where the aliens abduct Bob Dole. Of course. And Bill Clinton. Yes. That's what the shower looks like, is the tube that they put the nude, <laughs> that they, they, um, they put nude Bill Clinton into suspended animation. So in I gel. would struggle to fit into them, is what you're saying. 
Um, I don't think you'd be comfortable, but I think you could. <laughs> I think I think the new Tony could at least make it happen. Um, you might want to crack the door just so you can kind of spin around, but otherwise, I think you'd be a little. <laughs> Old annoyed. Tony, not so much. That would have been uh, right. Yeah, right. Touching all four sides. <laughs> Of a Great. Make sure they get that thing clean. Um, <laughs> all right, last couple things here about our trip to Copenhagen. Uh, Tyler, how about the after party? Didn't you have a nice time at the after party? Oh, my God. The after party was great. I, I loved so, the vibe of the after party so much because we walked in, and it was... It was, like, absolute pure, uh, like, Euro Club vibes. I'm pretty sure they were... Like everything that I would expect. Yeah. Everything I would expect from a, like a club in Europe. And then what he pivoted to Robin's call your girlfriend, which is like, this is a good song. I like this. And then, and then the DJ just hard cut, like not even transition, just literally like in the middle of the chorus of call your girlfriend, just that stopped. And Eminem's lose yourself began. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody sent knew all the words. Uh, which is my favorite part. And then um, after also, that, yeah. we got some new metal, right? Like, what was after? Oh, maybe it was... Um, Ramstein? Was it... Uh, no, that's that's too metal for new metal. I'm thinking, uh, like, P.O.D. Was it P.O.D. or was it, like, um, one of those puddle of mud or some shit like that? Uh, what was it? It was, like, the one that everybody knows. Oh, my goodness. Um, like biscuit or corn. It was Lincoln Park. Oh, Lincoln. Oh, Park. Lincoln Park. Yes, that's. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was Lincoln Park. I remember that because um, I kept saying this guy died. Uh, he did. <laughs> At his own games. And then uh, we did watch a man in a beer line empty. Was it his pocket or a little bag full of? It was glass. a tote bag. It was a tote. <laughs> he just stands there in the beer line, take, pours a bag out of broken glass on the floor in the in the in the hall. Just dumps it out and, and looks behind us and is like, uh, uh like, like half giggles and are like, okay, that was cool. Thank that you was, that for was, doing that. That was that was bizarre. That, that was a scene. Uh, we love the organ grinder. Not at the after the organ grinder. We love the organ Earlier grinder. That day. Tony, Tony, do you know what an organ grinder is? We went through this on the last episode, but yes, I am familiar. Tony's bored. He's just messing with his settings. <laughs> Sorry, I was just sending you a link to the. Uh, Cover of Lose Yourself by Eminem, done by an Australian country oh, artist you. with a banjo. Oh, and thank it's God absolutely I have that. fucking killer. What would I do without that? What would you do without that? Oof. But yes, I'm familiar with what an organ grinder is, and you actually went through it on the last. Oh, oh man's well, here. Shit. Never mind. So, uh, apologise for the background noise of the leaf blower. Um, well, hell but, yeah. Yeah, I'm familiar with what an organ <laughs> grinder is. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, so we did that All right. already. All right. Well, th- you know what, then, Tony? We're just going to move on, and we'll get to the fun part of the show uh, and let this feller listen to his own theme that he wrote. Why don't we do the logger of the week? <laughs> Griff's logger of the week. Griff's logger of the week. He right, loved it that much. He disappeared off yes. camera. Fine. He's got a mobile headset. He's not. He's not bound to the confines of our chairs and rooms like we are. He's free. Um, I am. 
All right. I can walk all My logger of the week, since it's my segment, my logger of the week is this beer I'm drinking right now. It is called Reality Check. It is by Moonlight Brewing Company from ooh, Santa Rosa. And we drank this beer in Copenhagen. Uh, Tyler, we had this from Moonlight. Mm-hmm. It was delicious. Fantastic Czech Pilsner. I drank all four of them over the course of the last seven days, and they were all they were all delicious. Very nice stuff. Got it in San Diego. Can't get it in Vegas, which sucks. What a shame. Uh, all right. I think we let our guests go for, go next. Tyler, what about <laughs> your lager of the week? Looks like you're drinking double lager right now. Uh, so I went ahead to grab the can because I want to make sure I didn't forget the name. Um, my lager of the week is something I picked up a couple weeks ago, so it's not this yeah. week, but it, is, it can still be this week because it's yeah, still the best lager. Right yeah. Um, I missed out on Mayfest anniversary this past weekend between Dovetail and Beguile, which kind of bummed me out, but... Oh, now. Oh, well. But I still have this, uh, this, this collab between uh, Dovetail and Revolution mm. called Thank You Friends. It's a Hoffenlager. It's excellent. Fantastic. Oh, is it like a, bought, it's a hopped up, like a hop... Hop, yeah, Hopfen Lager. Yeah, yep. I saw that come out. Yeah, that sounded delicious. Revolution's been doing all kinds of collaborations with like smaller, yeah. small Chicago breweries. They did one with the Afterthought, which I thought was very cool, um, which is a kick-ass like farmhouse brewery. Um, and they did this one with Dovetail. So mm-hmm. very awesome. Yeah, I the day it released, I was just like mindlessly scrolling through Twitter or Instagram, whatever, and they were already, like, the dovetail had already posted a picture of the cooler. It was, like, half empty or so. I was like, this is all we got. So I was like, all right, it's time to take lunch. <laughs> Ran down go. to dovetail and grabbed eight cans. So. Nice work. That's not, that's a pro. That's the pro move. Get the work-from-home life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony, how about you? Drinking lager? Uh, mine would be Dark Emu, which I've mentioned on the show before. It's by Sailor's Grave. Um, it's a dark lager using some native ingredients. Absolutely fucking delicious, standard German dark lager. Are we talking? Uh, you know what? Um, are you are you guys getting the, the like Czech? Is it so you're getting German dark lager? Are you guys getting the the big rush of Czech dark lager, aka CDL, which has started going no. in everywhere in California? I saw a ton of stuff, even abbreviated like the truck driver license. Which is a CDL in the U.S., if you're wondering. I wasn't familiar with that. It's just like, hey, you can get this, uh, you know, uh, the the Kaiser's favorite CDL or whatever, which actually wouldn't make sense because it's Czech. So <laughs> anyways, moving on, how about we do the beer of the week? Let's do that. Had to play the whole thing, saying we've got a guest on board. We'll actually let well, our guest it. go first for a change. Let's put the pressure on yeah, him. This isn't well. This segment's not named after me, so this is true. Yeah. All right, Tyler. Mm. What was your favorite beer you drank this week? Tell My me about all these I deep drink. woods and Chicago shit. I'm gonna be jealous about. Yeah. Uh, let's see. In the past week, what have I had? I've, I've, I mean, I'm going. I'm almost. I'm. I've almost gone through my deep woods. Uh, mm. That's not true. Because I still have like, <laughs> like a dozen to me and immediately <laughs> giving up on it. 
Uh, I still also have some benthic left. So if you like, you can ask me what beer of the week is. That's a tough question. But damn, I have a benthic left too. I have two or three benthics left actually. Yeah, man, you're asking me like it's a really hard question. Honestly, though, it's probably gonna be go, that go grape beer. That. I had. Oh, you I had had capped off my. Yeah, I capped off my Sunday, my weekend, this weekend by just pouring myself a, a VSO Grave Digger and, you know, just. Or no, Monday, I guess, because that would be Memorial yeah, Day because we had the day yeah, off. We, yeah, we so. have double phobes take on this. We, none yeah. of us can remember what day it is. <laughs> okay. okay so yeah, I mean, like, not to, not to like taunt you that I also have eight of your cans sitting in my apartment, but I'm still, like, slowly going through mine because I don't want them to go away. So I'll uh, and conveniently I did drink one of those this week. So that 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 counts. When I'm back, I'm when I'm back in town in in July. I'm. It's just going to be a move now where I get everything that's a new drop, and I'm just going to Benny's because there's still straight jacket and Ryeway sitting on the shelf. I bet I would bet anything. Um, there are still straight jackets and Ryeway sitting around. They were in the oh, Benny's wow. in River North, anyways. Yeah, I'm trying to think like the one on Clark, the the castle that I go to might actually be pretty picked clean. That also might be a complete lie. Uh, my corner shop still has some deep woods, but actually they have a lot of 2022 deep woods, which is also good. I mean, it, it's there. It's very good. It's just the, this year's Ryway was better than last year's Ryway, but it is. But beggars, there, so. beggars. Uh, if beggars have to become uh, beggars, uh, if choosers no. have to become beggars, I guess they'll accept twenty twenty two. And if you go to Rev, I'm sure that you could buy almost there, and not, maybe not all of it, but a good amount of this year's release schedule is probably still sold uh, off sale at, at at the actual brewery. All right. Tony, get excited. Wink. Yeah, you're going to come back with hundreds and hundreds of years. <laughs> uh, Co- Coconut Deeth was actually one of my all, my all-time favorites. I thought Coconut Deeth this year was absolute fire. Yep, I bought two of those in that release because I knew I was going to like it. I'm going to be blending Coconut I'm going to ruin two beers by blending a Benthic and a Coconut Deeth. It's going to be dope. Can't wait. Um, you're just going to transcend into Coconut Heaven. Yes, I, I'm sorry, guessing you're talking to me. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with... You're Tony. My uh, last deed... Uh, not Deeds beer. My last Bacchus beer. I'm waiting on a shipment from Deeds. Just got a mountain culture shipment in. So they're going to be dominating the next couple of weeks' check-ins. But the last of this batch is uh, Bacchus Brewing Co's beers from uh, Queensland. They had a New Zealand six-pack that they put together. But they're... Mm. Um, in that six-pack, they did two beers that used all the hops, and the best one of those was Ruck Dalton, uh, the New Zealand edition. Uh, it had four New Zealand hops mixed together, double IPA, almost 10% alcohol, fucking delicious. Sort of more God. West Coast than, than hazy. Yeah, I've been thinking about buying, like, I, you know, I like the big IPAs, like the big alcohol IPAs. I still appreciate those. Yep. Um, but I don't have them ever. Uh, I never, I don't know what the last time is. I drank a like 10 or 11% like Imperial IPA, but they are good as hell. They are. Maybe because Australia is behind the times, but it tends to be. What's that revolution one, Tyler? What's the revolution one? That's like a fucking monster. It's so good though. Unsessionable. Yeah. Is that it? 
I think it's called Unsessionable IPA or something like that. It's just, and they sell it in, um, I swear to God, they sell that one in a big, in like a stovepipe. <laughs> or at least a 16-ounce can. Um, I could be wrong. I could just be creating that from a dream that I had, that I nope. want a 20-ounce can of 11% IPA, but... Be so yep, it is the the unsessionable Imperial IPA is ten percent ABV. It's sold in sixteen ounce cans and undraft. Okay, so yeah, you're at least getting a pint can of that. I am positive that at some point in my life I just pounded one of those. Oh, I know I've done something like that. It felt so bad. <laughs> there is also a beer um, that Solemn Oath used to sell called Wreckage Master, and I would dread this coming out every year. <laughs> because you knew it was going to be a problem. So back in the olden times, Salamoth used to, you can only get three beers on a trip to Salamoth. Really? And they sold this beer. Yeah, you, they were only allowed to serve you 48 ounces. Alcohol percentage be damned, you know, but 48 ounces was the limit. And this, this law is long gone. But they would sell Wreckage Master for some reason. It was the same size as all their other IPAs, but it was 9%. <laughs> You could buy a pint of Wreckage Master, and it drank pretty easy, too. It was very tropical. Um, mm. And you could just sit there and drink pints of Wreckage, three pints of Wreckage Master, and then they'd allow you to drive, uh, which <laughs> I did not do. I never, drank, I never drank more than one of those, believe me. At least not when I had to drive a car. Now, when we were at, like, Oath Day or something, you know, then you're, then you're really going ham, but... Uh, that beer was delicious. I, I don't drink any. I really do not have a lot of double IPA anymore. It's mostly all, you know, six, seven percent, you know, West Coast beer boys. Yeah, good stuff. All right, I guess I'll do my beer of the week. Um, Why not? Uh, I'll tell you what wasn't my beer of the week. I got to do an anti beer of the week. Wow. And this is a shame because I waited in a very long line for this beer. Was it bad line? It was very. It was, yeah. Oh, God. I, I waited in the longest line to uh, get this beer. No, this was um, this was a Horace beer that I picked up. Oh, is it the sour? No, the sour was whatever. It's fine. This was a beer called Give Me Two Purrs. Um, it is a 13... 0.2% stout. It was vanilla stout. Um, and what happened with this was it uh, it tasted okay, but they did not like centrifuge this right or filter this right because there were whole ass slurried chunks of vanilla goop in this bitch right here. Um, hang, hang on. I've got you as checking in this beer. Maybe it's a different beer. As a 4.8 though. That's not what I should have done. I think I was just drunk and I just like, because I just rate everything really high and I don't even look at the number I put in. I just scroll it over. And um, I I was just going to not rate it. And then I think I was just tipsy and I was like, whatever. And just went to bed. Who cares? Um, this is also getting a 4.42, uh, if you're wondering. But this thing was not, it, it's not that it even, the, the flavor was right. The bourbon flavor was even there. But there was just this sludge of vanilla in it. That I just did not. I don't think behooves a the price of the beer. I would say, um, for whatever I paid for it, thirty bucks probably. So uh, sucky, uh, sucky four point eight. But the beer, I <laughs> yep, 
Anti-recommendation. Hey, 4.8. Yep. Hey, give it a shot, gang. Uh, see what you see. Maybe you'll like it. It's getting a 4.42. Maybe I just got a bad bottle. Yeah, something. maybe you got the bottom of the f- fermenter. Yeah, I mean, you'd think he would just leave that, but I don't know. Okay. Uh, the real beer of the week was Boss Ryway. Mm. So, there you go. Boss Ryway yep. kicks ass. It's, what is it, Cognac Barrel? Oh, sorry. Uh, whistle, oh, Armagnac. Whistle Pig Boss Hog Armagnac Barrels. Uh, insanely good. I think, I, yeah. you know what, I'm torn between DBVSOR or DBVSOJ and Boss Ryway um, and all those ones, but the Boss really has a distinct uh, nature to it that's nice and sharp, and I quite enjoyed it, and it was my only can of it because I got... I did. I made mistakes in trying to buy this beer. So, oh well. The DBVSOJ was really good too. Yeah, DBVSOJ rock too. Those beers kick ass. I can't wait to get more. Mm-hmm. Um, everything fantastic. Okay. Did we all? Are we all covered? We all have lagers. We all have beers. Anyone else drink anything gross this week that they rated a four point nine or above? No. They'll have to put it on Discord if they did. Okay, if you guys drank a really bad beer that you drunkenly rated high number, um, give us a shout. Uh, get on our Discord. And you can get on our Discord if you want by uh, clicking on the link at the bottom of our website or sending us an email, beerengineshow at gmail.com. Send us a note on Instagram at beerenginepod. We'll add you to it. You can you can chit-chat with guys like W. Tudes and St. Mm-hmm. Maz and me. Uh, very cool thing to do. All right. How about hyper beer nerd dork shit news? That's fine. Hyper beer nerd dork shit news. Tyler, you're getting, you're getting all the fun here. This is from yes, Yahoo sir. Finance. <laughs> getting all the you classics, know, yeah. all the hits. Yeah, we're, we're banging out the hits, baby. Just, Yahoo Finance. So, like, when you have a when this. you have a guest on, you just do everything that has a, a drop so that we get to all listen to it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I gave you. <laughs> oh, we didn't do that. Oh, pastry box oh. here. Oh. See, the difference yep, is I listen it. to the podcast, so I know all these stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and shh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, well, if you really want the experience of being on our show, it means you have to sit through a news story about woke Bud Light. Let's so guess what? We got a story about woke Hell Bud yeah. Light. But <laughs> we're about to have a backlash from even this. So let's see what what happens here. But this story, Yahoo Finance, America's national beer could soon be Mexican as Memorial Day weekend sales drop plunges Bud Light further into crisis. So essentially, the um, the Cliff's notes of this story is ascent, is um, that Modelo is the number two currently the number two best selling beer in the U.S. and was last year. And that if Bud Light continues to eat shit, which it's been doing, uh, it could be overtaken by a Mexican beer. And now, who knows what kind of crisis this is going to throw. The combo of racist, racist, sexist, um, uh, uh, just awful, jingoist, uh, and um, offensive, shitty people into, they're going to be they're going to be in hell. They they won't know what beer to buy if all of a sudden Modelo becomes. The well, most there's only beer. one brand left, isn't it? That ultra right wing beer that's twenty dollars a ultra six right. pack. Yeah. 
that's the only beer that's left. Because no. you can't go so to Chick Fil A now. They have a, a vague statement in their um, on their corporate website saying that they embrace diversity. Now the right wingers are losing their shit over Chick Fil A. What's next, Hobby Lobby? Yes, I want to see. Uh, I want to see like Bass Pro Shops have a like a Pride logo. <laughs> Cabela's, uh, yeah, Hobby Lobby. You know, Hobby Lobby wants you to come in. They don't care. I mean, I would guess that boy Hobby Lobby probably has a decent amount of uh, uh, LG, LGBTQ people who come in to buy craft stuff. And they just gonna guess a lot of antiquity antiquities that they shouldn't have that they have uh, stolen from other yeah, nations and trafficked. A bunch of Iraqi <laughs> antiquities, yeah. That's one of my favourite my favorite stories that Hobby Lobby got in trouble because they were pilfering is, uh, the antiquities of ancient Islam. Unbelievable. Uh, I did look up our ultra-white beer, Tony. This was a thing I forgot to do today because we had been in a period where I was trying to see if ultra-white beer was getting any heat because yeah. there hadn't been a news story in months. Any reviews uh, when yet? It happened, and then and then nothing happened. But there is a news story here from Penn Live. Um, Ultra right, hundred percent woke free beer. Pricey promised bud replacement has had delays. Oh no! Um, so no beer. Okay, <laughs> it was brilliant timing and marketing at the time, but the beer was promised to ship on May eleventh, and well, no beer has shipped. Uh, but Seth Weathers, who dreamed up Ultra Right Beer, recently posted an announcement on Twitter that it is coming. So, uh, it, uh, as you know, this began as a pre-order that would ship approximately 30 days before your order. And um, uh, they are not, I don't know, Just says, they said they're going to be shipping it out the week of June 12th. Now, let's see if that ever happens. So the grift is actually going even worse than I thought. Uh, by the way, to have a six-pack shipped to central Pennsylvania, it was going to come to $31.55 for a six-pack of 4.8% shitty corn lager. You know, no offense to corn lager. There's nothing wrong with making your lager with corn or rice or whatever. No, but, but you know this is going to be a shitty version. But I would say yes, yes, if yeah. you do buy from their website, you can get a 10% coupon code. So that would reduce it by oh, $3.10. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. I've done a lot of shit for this show, but I will not be doing that. that no. no. Just for, for context, I yesterday did buy a novelty beer because um, uh, I bought – so I bought a beer from a Level Beer Company because they made a, a steamed hams lager with Bill Oakley, <laughs> okay. the guy who wrote the steamed <laughs> hams bit. <laughs> and I got two six-packs shipped to me. For thirty for thirty one dollars, so that's a good deal. I mean, I'm I'm, and that's going to taste fine. I would guess, you know, it's a fine yeah. brewery. So it's made by a decent brewery. Level is a fine brewery in Portland. Um, I suspect it will be a perfectly cromulent lager. Not just not to just go full sense on it, but um, I'm sure it'll be fine. This is a six pack of this shitty thing for thirty two dollars. Um, and then the newspaper article says, considering that it's 4.8%, you're going to have to drop some real dough if you want to tie one on. <laughs> it's in the newspaper. It's pretty funny. Uh, okay, so that's stupid. Um, that is stupid. But anyways, our, our new national uh, beer could be Modelo. Again, I think that's cool. Modelo's fine. Um, I actually have no problem yeah. with Modelo. So 
but we'll see what kind of backlash that gets um, from people uh, losing their mind that the number one. Now, I didn't say it in the article, but what is the next highest ranked American beer? I mean, I would guess it's something. I mean, if it's a non-AB product, it almost certainly has to be Miller Lite um, or Coors Light. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's also been boycott efforts against that too, yeah. right? There's been um, people looking at like old Miller Lite commercials and getting mad. Like people are just getting themselves all worked into a lather watching like six month old commercials. <laughs> this is what they do all day. <laughs> they but, just sit but I mean, Andy, don't you remember day. when Miller Lite commercials were just women pillow fighting in their underwear and yeah. twins? Was that was that Miller Lite? Twins. <laughs> I think that was. Um, Come on, don't bring up the good old days, Tyler. Now, <laughs> what else do I have to, to hang on to right now besides the good right. old days? This is all I have is <laughs> big titty pillow fight, Bud Light girl or Miller Light girl, and that's it. All right, how about some craft beer news? Boy, um, this is a beer podcast. We wanted our baby back, Funky Buddha founders, to buy back brewery, uh, celebrate ten years, and upgrade with distillery. So. This is another situation with Constellation, Tony, if you remember these guys. Yep. So um, I think right around when we started this podcast, I think Ballast, Point got bought, Ballast Point got bought back by some dude, essentially, for like a penny from, from Constellation. Um, because Constellation had bought it out for like almost $2 billion. They realized it was a losing proposition. And they sold it to this dude from Kings and Convicts Brewery or something in northern Illinois to uh, run Ballast Point. Now Ballast Point is whatever. Fine. Um, uh, This is the same situation. Not the same exact situation, but same deal. So it's Constellation um, trying to unload assets because they realize these things aren't going to make them any money. So Funky Buddha is now back in private ownership uh, and under their original owners. So, actually, I think that's good. I think Funky Buddha's beer before they got bought was pretty good. I think of uh, over the last few years when I am in Florida and try it, it's pretty non-distinct. So, I'd be interested in seeing if they can get back to some of the fun, some of their fun roots, more barrel-aged stuff, more more exciting flavors uh, yep. than than what they had worked themselves into, which is kind of just pumping out core core line all day every day. So, um. You guys ever have a Funky Buddha beer? You ever have a Funky Buddha, Tyler? I don't think I have. All right, well, check them out next time you're in Florida for some god-awful reason. I, I do believe know. it's the official brewery of the Florida Panthers, so maybe I should well, maybe I should start getting worked up into a lather about this and get mad at them. Yeah, you should probably like boycott them because... Uh, the, the E-Lime Pie Ale or whatever shit they make. Now, I just went on their website, and... Their first beer that they're promoting is a wheat beer, but then under that it's all hard seltzer. So I would say that there's a fair bit of work to do on the brand to re-establish it as a. Uh, yeah, they're probably they were just chasing after every shiny thing, probably yeah. at this point, just yeah, you know, stay afloat. All right, well, last last little news nugget here. Um, this is fun. A Voltron inspired beer has been released. By four hands, either of you guys familiar with Voltron or watch Voltron or? I mean, I know what Voltron is, but of course, didn't watch it growing up. Okay, so what is Voltron, Tony? 
Um, they were a knockoff version of Transformers. Now, if you speak to some people in the cartoon world, if I'm remembering right, they were the superior. Would, I wouldn't speak to any more cartoons. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> they were the superior um, cartoon product. You can't speak to their okay. um, idea as a toy, but they were considered the better cartoon. Now, I don't know whether I agree with that, but I was always a Transformer guy rather than a Voltron guy. Um, they were better toys. I've still got my original Optimus Prime in its box. Um, so, wow. yeah, if they had a Transformers yeah. beer, and I'm talking pre-branded original Transformers, pre-Michael Bay, then I would uh, I would support that beer even if it was by the ultra-right right wing guy because uh, who doesn't love transformers they're the greatest okay so this <laughs> sounds interesting they made a they made this first one it's a hazy ipa that they made with narrow gauge four hands and narrow gauge made this that's a great that's a great combo i like yeah. four hands i like narrow gauge how is that's this inspired by voltron isn't it just it? putting voltron on a can um, well, I don't saying, believe you're able to put the cans um, and form them into anything. I think they have some art. Uh, I think the idea is that they're doing multiple different collaborations and then having one big blend with all the breweries of different beers. <laughs> Again, I don't not Voltron-inspired. So, so then let me ask you this, Tony. What would what would a Voltron-inspired be? How oh, should it be made? Don't And don't type it into chat GPT. Oh, no, but it would be good in a mid-journey prompt. Um, I don't know. Just actually, like, have something Japanese in the beer, for fuck's sake. Japanese hops, Japanese fruit. It's a Japanese anime. Um, I can't remember the show. Like, call on the lore of the show rather than just put, like, great cartoon cans out in the world. We've got great can art no matter what. It's great branding, don't get me wrong, but I... Still looking at this article, have no idea what it's got to do with Voltron. That's all. Like when when you do a, a steamed hams beer, I get what that's, that's trying to be, or a Hormel chili beer. That, that fits There's in. no hams in the steamed hams beer. I, just I know, but it should go delightfully okay. with. It's supposed to taste good with a ham, ham yeah. burger. Okay. And that's. Just making sure that you knew that. <laughs> Maybe they threw some Voltron little guys in there, some little fingerings. I just, there's nothing that, like, has any sort of connection to the show other than the canner. That's all I'm saying. Just give me something else that connects to it. Tony just, like, lit up because it's not Voltronian. There's not enough Voltron in this. <laughs> not enough Voltron. <laughs> this, uh, they're anyways, cashing they're in on my childhood, make... and I do not agree with it. This is the worst of capitalism. I mean, so like, so your I'm issue push is back on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so like, so your issue is that because the idea of this super collab is bringing a whole lot of things together is not Voltron enough. So this is more of like a Power Rangers Megazord beer, huh? Well, it oh, could no. be. You'd be a Power Rangers the, the kid. Biggest Could you imagine that slapped a on a random series Megazord. of beers and, and be, being called Power Rangers inspired? Yes. That is literally like what Corporate America has done with my childhood every every opportunity they get. 
Didn't get some nudity out of the one Power Ranger? Wasn't there something? With but that? I know there was a rumor. I, you'd have to Snopes that shit to see whether it's real or not. Yeah, it's true. And I believe one of them did go to jail. There, maybe the Red yeah. Power Ranger from the guy who went to jail for something. For murder. I was just something. watching a Twitch stream. No shit, that was a guy watching the Power Rangers movie and like MST3King it, and uh, it wasn't that funny, but it was funny enough. It was fine. Um, anyways, they're going to do these beers, Tony. Volume 2 is going to be with Southern Grist. Uh, volume 3 is with Hop Butcher. So, Tyler, you'll probably be able to get your hands on that one. Hell yeah. Um, volume 4 is with Tripping Animals from Doral, Florida. Volume 5 is with Weldworks. Hey, I might see that one. And then Volume 6 is a barrel-aged blend created with all the breweries. So, I mean, I'm listening. If they're making hazy IPAs with those five breweries, I think most of those will be pretty good. Yeah, Arrow I mean, I would, I would, I'll try this. Yeah. I'll try all of those. All right. And now I got a lot of Voltron beers to drink and just swishing them around my mouth and looking for like plastic flavors. Or, I was like, ah, Tony, not, this one's for you. Now, this is not Japanese enough. Well, no, uh, this goes back to my days of having a Game Boy and having to put up with shitty Simpsons games on the old-fashioned mm. Game Boy. I'm not talking color Game Boy, I Game agree. Boy Advanced. I'm talking the original Game Boy and all the shitty Simpsons suck, yeah. games that had nothing to do with the Simpsons. I feel damaged by corporate America. That's all I can say. I did enjoy Simpsons Hit and Run. Simpsons Hit and Run was, was pretty That was good. a good game. That was a great skin for Crazy Taxi. What was that? What was that Simpsons game where you just walked around Springfield? Remember that the computer oh. game where you essentially just like puttered around Springfield? <laughs> that was so <laughs> stupid. Um, all right, we got a game, and Tony, this should make you pretty angry. Um, we're gonna we're gonna pit Tyler and Tony against each other in a, in a round of this or that. Plink This or that. So in this one, Tony, since we do have a Voltron-inspired beer, and uh, that was a very popular uh, cartoon, I guess, uh, what I have here is a list of ten things, and these things are either formerly Saturday morning cartoons or beers that you can purchase or or have been able to purchase in the relatively recent future. Now, I feel like... Uh, you guys could have an advantage because we're, we're fairly uh, limited on cartoons in Australia. Um, we didn't get Voltron. Voltron is something I've learned about in the internet age. Um, Tony, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of um, a little bit of a, a break here because I, I think because unless Tyler was was um, uh, very very astutely studying Saturday morning cartoons over his childhood and watching literally every single one. If you, and I don't believe Tyler was a, um, I could be wrong on this, so it's fine. I don't believe Tyler was quite like a heavy latchkey kid. I, I believe his parents like spent time with him and his family like liked him and stuff. Uh, I know it's weird for you and I to, to think about is crazy, but um, so I don't think he was just like at home watching cartoons by himself for, entire days yeah <laughs> so maybe there may be some uh you may be on evil playing field or evil an evil playing field that i've generated for you but also an even playing field and i might have a slight one advantage because I, I do watch um 
Lost Footage Fest. Um, they find like oh weird God, VHS tapes. Some of this in here, yeah. And they do Saturday morning cartoons. So I watched a couple of those. Yeah, right, I, well, I was more start. of an outside kid, so this could be rough. <laughs> Tyler's healthy. Tyler's the healthiest person who's ever appeared on the uh, Claw Hand <laughs> podcast network. Probably. I know. It's, it's strange that Brian <laughs> and Kelly used to hold that. Um, but now, <laughs> now Tyler's Kelly's pretty healthy. She is exercising a lot all yeah. the time and for many years. So she's up there. But, but Tyler's, Tyler's pretty fit. You're trying to hook him up. Except, but the only per- well, although to be fair, the only person who got anywhere close to any love in uh, from a stranger in Copenhagen was Kelly, I think, who kept getting hit on by our bartender, um, who was a, a lady, of course. So, um, ah, yes, you're we like, oh, Tyler, maybe Tyler, maybe this would be good for. T- oh, she likes Kelly. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> um, all right, first one I got for you. This one's called Banana Man. I'll let Tyler go first. Uh, that's the beer. That's wrong. That is a real thing. It used to be on the ABC. Banana Man is a real cartoon. Jesus Christ. You got Banana Man as a cartoon. Tony, Tyler says beer. Banana Man is a cartoon. God damn it. Uh, This was a series which ran from 1983 to 1986 based on the comic strip character Banana Man. Uh, Each of the show's roughly five-minute episodes uh, featured the voice of the, the goodies... Um, who I don't know. Holy shit, we're doing shows I wasn't even alive for? This is going to be rough. <laughs> oh yeah, most of these we weren't alive for. No, are you these are just, this is just a guessing game. This is this is purely a guessing game. <laughs> now, Just like all these are, pretty yeah. much. But, in fairness, these were often played on repeat because they were cheap for Australian TV to play. Now, are you guys familiar with the goodies? No, I am not. Thank you for using my, audio. By my confused <laughs> statement of the goodies, I, I think I okay. stated. I think I was clearly pointing out that I was the goodies not. is like this surreal comedy show that started in the black and white days and ran for like ten years or twelve years. It's a British sketch surrealist um, show. Mm-hmm. Definitely check it out. I, I'm not sure how it's aged, but they used to do things with giant cats. It was bizarre, really funny. Okay. It's what I grew up with watching as a kid. So. Definitely check it out. I know right. the taste that you two have. I think it'll be right up your alley. <laughs> All right, and I think this fits right up for us. Yeah. How about uh, how about this one? Uh, this one's called. Uh, this one's called Doctor Robot. This sounds too. We'll let, we'll let Tony go first. Mm. This sounds too generic to be a cartoon show. Now, what it could be. Is a Japanese show, kind of like Voltron, um, Legendary Defender, but it's been renamed for an American audience. But I don't think so. I think this is a beer in saying all that. I think it's a generic West Coast IPA. Tyler? Yeah, beer. That's a beer. Tyler goes beer. Tony goes beer. I don't know what an Dr. Robot would look like besides a spider. Those Dr. Robot, but... Oh, Dr. Robot. Oh, man. Uh, I'll still go with beer. Also, spiders yeah. don't have eight legs because I'm a dumbass, but... Um, yeah, it's still a beer. Dr. Robot does sound pretty good, though. I think I think you're on something. Um, but Dr. Robot is, in fact, a beer. Uh, it's oh, a yeah. quite popular beer, in fact. Not because it's good, no, but because it has a lot of check-ins. 
Uh, Twenty-one, uh, sorry, twenty-eight thousand four hundred sixty-eight check-ins. It's from Monday Night Brewing. Brewing, I believe, is from Atlanta. Maybe uh, it's a tart, fruity sour beer. Uh, Doctor Robot is as playful as its name. A perfect blend of sweet and sour. Doctor Robot is a refreshing year-round sipper. So it is a berry lemon sour. Uh, Three point six seven on the rating. Oh, good one. then. Not super excellent. So two to one. Next up is Jetman Jimmy. Jetman Jimmy. Okay. Your okay. Turn, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I was thinking. I, I will chime in. Let's go Pardon? Let's go show. Cartoon. See, I was going to say, I actually think this has more to do with like a mobile game, it feels like it's a mobile game or a retro, like eight bit, sixteen bit style game. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I think it's a beer. That's a that's an interesting <laughs> roundabout <laughs> approach, but it works yeah, for you, Tony. I'm not going to my thought process in this. I'm just going to throw up my guess. You just throwing it out. That's fine. Hey, it's a guessing game. You're fine. It's not a guessing it, game. To be it's honest, a logic it's, problem. It's, uh, it's much. It's funnier when Tony goes in circles, and and it's also funnier when people get him wrong. So that's that's just. <laughs> let's make content here, gang. Uh, <laughs> Jetman Jimmy is in fact a beer. Tony, you got that right. Ah, goddamn! Um, it is a. It is by Odd Thirteen Brewing from Lafayette, Colorado. It is a hazy golden ale. Not, it does have a picture of a Voltron-like bird figure. So it's a. Got a bird head and some Voltron type boot things and some talons. So, um, sort of, sort of in the ballpark of what you were saying, Tony. Something just like a strange. I, w- I would say more like a 16-bit, like Super Mario Three art type yeah. of vibe about it. Gotcha. Okay, next up, this one's called Roger Ramjet. Tony, fuck's sake! Um, this God, seems to me like that a. He spent um, his whole life indoors. This seems to me like a 1960s propaganda cartoon based on an incompetent um, pilot um, with a fleet of young kids as his um, squadron, um, airing on the ABC of an afternoon when I was a child. So I'm going to say it's a cartoon. Tyler, take the hint. Yeah, I. That's got to be a show, right? Yes, it's the show Both I just described. Have... <laughs> Both of you have a show. Uh, Roger Ramjet is, in fact, a show. It stars Roger Ramjet and the American Eagle Squadron. Uh, it was known for its simple animation, frenetic pace, and frequent references to pop culture, which appealed to adults as well as children. It did run as a rerun on Cartoon Network from 1996. 1998. This is one of patriotic and highly moral, uh, if not very bright hero. Uh, He gets help from his proton energy pills, which give him the strength of 20 atom bombs for a period of 20 seconds. And that is why Joe Rogan takes human growth hormone. Because of Roger Ramjet? Yep. Okay. So it's four to two. Uh, Yes, that seems right. Uh, Next up... 
we have ooh, we have Maple Town. Tyler, Maple Town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I know. It's mm. tricky. Mm. I immediately started thinking about the, the you know, the, the it's a piece of cake to make a pretty cake, but that's not the same. Um Could be. I'm pretty sure that show is not called Maple Town. I've watched that video oh. enough to know that it's something else. Maple Town. Uh Mm. Let's say that that is that's gonna be a a maple stout that's rated like three dot two five two six on untapped. <laughs> yeah, mm, sounds fantastic. I think these two Tony? things can be tra- taken at the same time. I think it's a cartoon, but I also think it's a Hallmark movie. Um, mm. <laughs> We're back on Hallmark movies. All right. Yeah. That's that's just my view. I think it can be both things at once. Um, it could be potentially a beer as well, but I think you picked it for the cartoon that it is. Tony says cartoon. Tyler says beer. Tony, you're on a roll. It's a it's a cartoon. Ah, Maple Town is also known as Maple Town Stories. Uh, it's a 1986 Japanese anime series uh, and consists of 52 half hour episodes. Now, this one I uh, hadn't seen, show, Tyler, unlike Roger Ramjet and Banana Man, which I had seen. The, uh, but it just the seemed, main characters are are bunnies and bears. This is like this is like furry anime. It's little bunnies and little bears. Patty Rabbit, Bobby Bear. Yep. In Mapletown. And My favorite place you know, to be, Mapletown. The series setting is Canada in the 1920s. And the other setting of Palm Town Chapter is based on the West Coast of the U.S. in the 1980s. So, wow. uh, uh, Canadian little anime uh, rabbits and bunnies and bears and stuff. Does it happen to be a Hallmark movie as well? Did anybody look that up for me? Or do I have to Google <clears> it right, let's check it out. Maple Town, Hallmark. Hallmark. Uh, Maple Valley Christmas. We have Maple Valley Christmas. There it is. There it is. <laughs> oh, fresh. That's 2022. That's a new one. They're yep. popping these yep. things there out you like you wouldn't believe. Uh, Erica meets Aaron after a horse escapes. They feel attracted to each other <laughs> only to find out the next day they both want the property next, and that's that as far as uh, uh, now. I had to open My up horse. IMDb to finish this. <laughs> Stars Peyton list. All right, next up. Uh, this one's called Doctor Snuggles. <laughs> Beer. That's a Dr. beer. Snuggles. Yeah, that's, that's a, a beer. beer because otherwise that's a cartoon. Dr. Snuggles. Um, specializes in grooming. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Dr. Snuggles is a animated children's television series created by Jeffrey O'Kelly. Uh, is about a friendly and optimistic inventor who has unusual adventures with his friends. Uh, I'm not doing nice. that. It's, it was produced by a guy named Jupe Vish uh, by, on Kid Picks. And uh, there is also, a, don't watch this, the German dubbed version. Uh, Lord knows what, that, what that's getting turned into. So, yeah, Dr. Snuggles was, in fact, a TV show. Nobody gets anything on that one. Next uh, up, this one's on, called Penguins. 
Before yeah. you go into the next one, I, I looked up Jeffrey O'Kelly because I thought he was going to be in prison for, you know, fiddling kiddies and stuff. Um, but in, in 2011, this is the last report we've got on his Wikipedia entry, he was reportedly working on a film called Blarney Land. It's a live-action film mm. with special effects, leprechauns and fairies. Wow, How would that sounds have been? great. Great. I, I don't know. How good would it have been? <laughs> Pretty terrible. Yeah, you tell me. <laughs> he was All in right, the next one I have for you is Mr. Pineapple. Mr. Pineapple. Has to be a beer. Has to be a beer. Too generic to be a cartoon. I'm going to go beer. Yeah. Mm, beer. Yeah. I'll say beer. All right. Two beers. And that one is a beer. It's from Santan Brewing. Uh, come on, damn it. Um, ow. Santan Brewing. You got uh, it's a GABF silver medal winner. It's a stylish wheat with a tropical personality infused with fresh pineapple juice from fair trade Costa Rican farms. It's traditional wheat beer and adds some seriously cool character. 38,734 check-ins. A 3.47 rating. So, you go with that. Uh, straightforward on that one. Next one we got for you. This one's called Penguins in Space. Who's up? Who's up first now? I'm lost. This is Tyler. But he likes oh, to Tyler's think I thought this would be Tony. This is the eighth one, right? This oh. is the eighth. Oh, you're right. You're okay. right. Okay. Well, I'm going, to, you're right. I'm going to go with, I can already see it now. Astro Boy Stylings. If you've never watched Astro Boy, great Japanese anime. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Penguins in Space okay. cartoon. Yeah. Right. What's the score right now, Andy? It's six to three. Okay. So you might so want to start just going oppo. I got three beers left, or three, <laughs> three, three, three things left, and I'm down three points. So I pretty much just have to go against Tony. And also, Penguins in Space sounds like a beer that I would, I would buy it. If it had a good enough can art, I'd buy it because I buy stupid shit based off of the name or the art. So I feel like let's say beer. If it was a beer, somebody used ChatGPT to come up with it, and the can art was generated by Midjourney. All right. Well, Tyler gets that one. Going Oppo is working out so far. Uh, that one is in fact a beer. It is by KCBC Kings County Brewers Collective. It's a New England style hazy pale ale, five point two percent, or soft hazy straw with flavors of fresh lime and grapefruit, melon and pineapple. Light bitterness on the dry finish, hopped with mosaic, motuika, and centennial, with flaked wheat and rye around at the mouthfeel. Looks nice. That looks pretty good. Absolutely delicious. Uh, Two thousand eight hundred forty-nine check-ins, a three point eight nine rating. Quite good for a five point two percent. Else. Yeah, I would buy that beer off this can art. This can art kicks ass. Yeah, all day, all day with that one. Got a fucking right. walrus on the right side of it for some reason. <laughs> the final two here. This one is called Maya the Bee. Oh, I don't get the I don't get the benefit of waiting for Tony to tell me what to guess. Maya the Bee. Uh my other B is going to be a cartoon. So you're okay here because I was going to go that it's clearly a beer because of that phrasing. Um, if it was a foreign language 
cartoon, it would have been phrased more correctly. And as an English cartoon, it doesn't make much grammatical sense. So therefore, I'm going to go beer. Maya the Bee is a TV show. It is a cartoon. There it is. Uh, it is... Uh, oh, God. Uh, it's about a bee or something. Um, and it's got bad cartoon animation. So I can't really oh, get yeah. a straight plot for this. <laughs> it's looking that's like it's looking bad. Yeah, that's bad. All right, so <laughs> Tyler's got this. This all of a sudden is a real chance of being ending in a tie. We've got Tony with six and Tyler with five. The last one we have is called Everyday Adventure. And Tony, you are up first. Oh, so Tyler has the advantage. I mean, I'm just going to do whatever you don't do. So this that's just more that you can think about as you go through this. <laughs> so this all comes down to me. I am. I'm the Jimmy Butler in this game. Will mm-hmm. I? Will I brick it at the last moment? Probably. Because uh, that's what he's done throughout his entire career and then burnt down a franchise, which I've done with several podcasts. But getting back to this um, thing, first instinct is to go beer. But I was watching cartoons when Captain, Captain Planet was a thing and there was a lot of knockoff cartoons around Captain Planet that had super long names. So therefore mm-hmm. I'm going to go with cartoon. Everyday adventure. Cartoon from Tony. Tyler, official lodge your official guess. I mean, I have to. I, I mean, I have, have to, to say beer, beer yeah. because it's the only way that I can potentially not lose this game. Uh, I don't love the idea of it because you've done five shows and four beers so far, and I don't <laughs> think you go 50-50 <laughs> on every game. Um, but I got to stick true to it. You know, I just got to gotta go with the plan, which Fuck, is to go oppo man. Tony. Background and, math doesn't and so, count. Griff always does even numbers. You should know that. So I'm going to do, I'm going to go beer. And Tyler's right. It is a beer. Let's fucking go. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Great work. Uh, You you found me out while Tony was eating his (laughs) snag or something. Um, This is a beer from Stam Brewing. It is a New England style a double IPA dry hopped with Mosaic, Vic Secret, and Simcoe. Uh, Stam Brewing looks like it may be... It's in somewhere with a certain a language that is uh, has a Cyrillic heritage. A Russia. Uh, so I picked a Russian beer. That's... Wow. <laughs> dark, all right. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, did get a check-in on 2 March 2023, so... On my birthday. Thank you, Russian random guy, for hey. checking a beer in on my birthday. <laughs> yep. Uh, and it has four, 1,432 check-ins and a four rating. So pretty good, actually. <laughs> the game ends in a tie because I did not get a uh, tiebreaker. We're fine with that. We're going to allow that to, to stand. Hell yeah. Because uh, I know both of you, and you're both hyper-competitive, so we need this to end in not, a, not an argument or a fight. So we're good. We're good with how that settled. That's cool. Uh, Tony, why don't we start wrapping this up, and why don't you tell people where they can find us? Well, they can find us on Untapped. I am 
St. Moz on Untapped. You are Griff AD on Untapped. I believe you are W2s on Untapped, or are you? Yep. Yes, you are. No, W-T-O-O-D-S. Wow, he even went That's into right. the spelling. I, I could think about doing that for us, Griff. The only one I spell is ko-fi.com forward slash Beer Engine Podcast. You can send us hey, a sure. donation. And thank you very much to the people that have done that in the past. You can also yeah, send us cool. an email if you want to go old school. It's beerengineshow at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. We are at Beer Engine Podcast. Whew, all done. Nice job. Yeah, it's By been way, a minute since I sent y'all an email. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I used to get emails from you guys. Um, now I, we uh, just get Linktree emails all the time. <laughs> Linktree, uh, I get emails from like, hey, help us, let us um, do some advertising for you. I'm like, no. And I get some that are like, please, please read my <laughs> ad about uh, about um, HelloFresh. Yep. Your 50 million listeners. And we're like, no, I can't. I don't have time. I'm too busy playing cartoon games. Or the other one is, um, please, please let us add you to our podcast directory. It's only a $15 submission fee. Like, why do you need like, to be anywhere Tony, other than Spotify and iTunes? Please, Tony, fuck me. Please. <laughs> please come to my house. Tony. Um, all right. So sp- we, <laughs> we did cover some travel. I that in a direction. Stuff. I, wanted, I, I wanted to give a, I wanted to give a, um, I wanted to give a little bit of a, uh, uh, of some exciting news that uh, I am going to be finding my way uh, to Australia in November. So for our Australian listeners, start getting excited, start accumulating your barrel aged stouts and your saisons and your lambics and your lagers, um, so that we can all drink them all. When I, when I come out to Australia, there are no distinct plans yet other than I know I'm landing in Sydney on the 10th and leaving Melbourne on the 24th of November. Um, so otherwise, something will happen in between there uh, while I'm in Australia. So yep. uh, we're starting to loosely talk about some maybe a bottle share uh, near Tony's hometown. Um, certainly some hangs in Melbourne. I'm sure we can drag Tony out to Melbourne for a couple yeah, days absolutely. doing that. Um, it, it'll be a good time. And hey, maybe I'll convince Tyler between now. Yeah. I've been able to convince Tyler to do, cra- do crazy stuff before, so maybe he wants it to did, It did work with Copenhagen. Drop a dime and come out to Australia. Our showers are bigger. Australia. That's true. It's true. I don't Sold. know if there's any. I believe there probably are some $60 hotels, but I'm not sure I want to stay in them. I think you could yeah. get maybe four hours in one if it's like a higher by the nice. hour motel. Nice. All right. See, now we get that Hell lady yeah. from the email and we're good to go. <laughs> there we go. Now, Tyler, All right. Thank have you, you so ever much. thought about traveling to Australia? What are your thoughts on the nation? Yeah, of course. Uh, I think about traveling everywhere, honestly. So I I'd, I'd, would love to see Australia at yeah. some point. I don't think I'm going to make it this November. <sighs> No, Griff. I don't think you can. I don't think there. I don't think we can sit in a bar and convince me that I can do it. I um, think you can, Griff. But who knows? Maybe you can. Just yep. gotta come to Chicago and get me drunk in a in a a, a bar in the suburbs. And uh, is there an airport? Maybe we could find the thirty-two ounce pint anti-hero. <laughs> uh, maybe that one should be able to I do it. I think they serve that at Briley O'Reilly's at uh, Telemarine. Although you're coming to Avalon, so. I, 
I will say the last third of that beer was unpleasant. I mean, as about as unpleasant as Anahero gets, but... Mmm, sounds delish. Okay. I love Anahero. I'm just going to... Very nice. Just yes, a, sorry. a last okay, minute the end, quiz. Longest ending of a show in history. Absolutely. Continue. This is an old school ending. Last minute pop quiz. For this is the Minnesota goodbye. Yes. It Here's is. your Minnesota goodbye. Minnesota goodbye right now, yeah. Okay. What is Australia's capital city? And what is the most populated city in Australia? Griff, you're out of this because you should know both of these. I already know all this. Yeah, right. Yeah, I already know all these things. Fuck. Um, man. Australia geography was the first test I ever got caught cheating on in seventh grade. So this is going to be real rough. Um, that was a test you had to take in seventh grade? Yep. Oh, my God. Uh. I'm so sorry to all the Australians. I'm just going to guess Melbourne and Sydney. Melbourne for the capital? Is that the guess? Yes. You've got both of those questions incorrect. Let's go. Incorrect. Damn it. (laughs) I love giving you false hope. Regis Regis fucking Philbin over here. Um, (laughs) Griff, take it away. No, that's not. It's it's Canberra is the capital. It's Canberra. Canberra is the capital. Apologies. Yep. Uh, Canberra and Melbourne is the biggest city. Yep, just recently mm. became the largest, most populous city in Australia. Congrats to them. Uh, suck on that, Sydney. Uh, Fuck you, guys. I know. Uh, but go so Sydney Swans. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Sydney, Sydney Swans. <laughs> not a fan. All right, gang, we're finally going to end the show. Thank you again to W2 for his contribution. We'll be back next week. So long. Farewell.